The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Couture, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Ha <laughs> well. That sounded great. Welcome to the Winemakers. I'm John Myers, sitting across from Bart Hanson, Sam Katuri, and Brian Casey, who just took off, I guess. He yeah, you know. had to hit, hit the head. He's so. a sommelier. He probably had to go you know, find some more bottles in the cellar. No, that's Brian, right. Brian is actually also our um, sound tech. Yes, Brian's our sound is. tech. Yep. Sorry, and our cheesemonger. washing machine. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Well, he, yeah, and today a cheesemonger. Yeah, he brought. And off, he's doing laundry. Is that what you're saying? All the stinky cheese. Well, we've got to. I had to in. pick them all myself. I went to Oliver's so early today that there was no cheese person there, so I was left all alone to, your to own my device. own device. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, really. Well, if only you'd worked in an industry that liked to eat and drink good things your whole life, you would have been able to figure it out. I, I think I figured it yeah, out. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> well, I want to thank uh, everybody at uh, The Girl and the Fig and the Fig Chronicles. Great article on the winemakers called Listen Up by Mark Kaufman, um, talking about our podcast shows. And uh, obviously, uh, great, great work, and we really, truly appreciate the attention, the effort, and, of course, you know, the promotion so if anyone wants to pick one of those up you can um, get them at the girl in the fig the fig cafe and the roan room the roan room there you go we Roan room's got a new manager marisol's uh used to work at cayman bennett valley cellars took some time off of the wine oh, biz good. and the, the she and she's kick-ass tasting room she told me that sandra told me that she hired her but i didn't realize that it was for for the, yeah, for the roan room, roan room, oh, room cool. manager so oh. She came by, dropped off. They're doing a a, a Rhone wine passport for Sonoma Valley. Yep. So all the places that you can go and get a Rhone varietal. So obviously, uh, yeah, the Rhone room sixteen six hundred is on that list. Yep. I met her the other day. She actually yeah, was in awesome. there and introduced herself and said she had just stopped by to uh, yeah, see you. She stalked me because I, I didn't she respond quickly enough to the you. phone and the email and the text. So she just came by the tasting room. That's a good off idea. If you ever want to find Sam, you can just just find right, me in the go right to the come, tasting come, house. Come to, to the, the tasting, tasting house. house. <laughs> That's it. That's where I am. If I'm not there, Curry's there, and he's he'll right give you out. a message. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> can I take a message from my boss? <laughs> what? They're trapped in the well. <laughs> in, a, in a barrel, in trapped wall. in a tank. <laughs> hey, uh, for you farmers, I have a question. What the hell is going on with the weather? That's why uh, I'm glad I'm not a farmer. Uh, <laughs> the winter came back. What happened? There's a, actually, there's a song. Uh, there's a, I'll find it. I'll post it somewhere on the social medias when this goes live. There was a song by a uh, like very jazzy hip-hop group out of Sacramento. It, came, it was like mid-early 2000s uh, called called The Winter Came Back. Called, the band was Who Cares? So I'll put that out. That's uh, It's been in my head. Uh, these last few days because you know we went from what was it friday it was like in the 70s 72 and sunny and yeah. on uh tuesday morning we woke up it was 18 degrees at the rossi ranch so 
you know, that's a 50-degree swing right there, something like that. I'm not that good that's, at math. That's like the n- normal swing between the Golden Gate Bridge and Sonoma during the summer. Right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> except for it's 50 degrees in the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's yeah, 95 right. in Sonoma. You know, I, I think the weather pattern is interesting. I, I won't say it's uh, unfounded. I mean, we've had... We always get a time at the end of February, 1st of March, where we get a real kind of heat spot, um, heat spike. Um, it, it warms up for a couple of days, and it can come back, and we can have a regular winter, or at least some. Wouldn't that although, be nice? Although this year it doesn't look seem like any weather patterns are lining up that way, apparently. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. The, the forecast that I've seen for like the first week of March, um, it could be some... They don't know if, you know, numbers wise, it'll be any rain, but it'll be wet. Um, you know, I'm going to actually I'm going to be in Utah the first week of March and uh, it's supposed to snow every day. So there's going to be, you know, systems moving through. Um, you know, we the frost that we had the last couple of nights um, would have been way more of a big deal if it had been a month from now. Correct. Um, you know, there is. Pot, you know, talk of of bud break and and yeah, people seen, posted pictures on photos, social media right, of right. grapevines growing leaves. Um, but you know, I think that's just sort of some of the early birds. Um, there might have been places that had some damage in the last couple of days, but I haven't really heard of of much yeah, you know, I, sort of like coming from that. It, it was right. cold, and you know, actually, it's great. Slow things down a little bit. Let the uh, the vines take another couple of weeks rest before they really start pushing. Are they so. getting swollen at all? Or are they taking? A, I mean, is there any? Yeah, I mean, I think there? some. I think some. Um, some buds here and there are probably starting to swell. And like Sam said, there's some people posted some pictures of bud break and and whatnot. Although one of those what I saw was a vineyard that hadn't been pruned, and it was all the buds <laughs> at the <laughs> end of the canes and. You know that's the natural progression, you know, for that, and so when those um, yeah, they get cut, that'll yeah, stop. Yeah, and so, um, but you know, on the other hand, you know, people are also mowing their cover crops probably a little bit earlier than what they would have because they want to keep the air circulation, and um, they Red are concerned about floor. it. I saw Will Buckland did that. Uh, yeah, mowed mowed every other row, and what that does, you know, when you have a cover crop, and basically this time of year the cover crop. I think we talked about this a little bit. The cover crop is the same height, basically, as the vines right now. And so at that point, you know, the floor of the vineyard is the top of the cover crop. And that's where the frost is going to form. And that's forming then basically right next to to those vines and to those buds that are starting to grow. So you go out and you mow every other row and it drops the floor down to, you know, the natural floor of the vineyard. And you get a little more airflow and you have two or three feet of extra protection for those vines. So, and, but it's and earlier you, than you want to yeah, cut that and, down. Yeah, and you don't want to cut all of them because there's still a lot of work that those cover crops could be doing. And, um, you know, they call it the, uh, the, uh, the good bug uh, superhighway, you right. know, and so you want to keep all those things. You want to keep the bugs uh, in there doing their work also. What is it about cutting every other row, Sam? It's so you can, I mean, it's that whole idea of, um, you're, you're accomplishing, trying to accomplish both things, which is get that floor lowered in the vineyard and, and you know, help f- protect against frost a little bit. But also you want, you know, you want those cover crops to keep growing as much as they can because you're building soil mass, you're, you know, 
putting building soil carbon and nitrogen and breaking up the soil it actually helps retain moisture in a dry year that's a good thing you know what bar was saying about having a place for the beneficial beneficial bugs um and also you know when you cut that one row down you you bring the birds into those spots they're going to look for those bugs and you have some exposure for perfect for the raptors, the the hawks and stuff to come and eat the the mice and the rodents. So, you know, it definitely it's part of um, maintaining that you know sort of balanced ecosystem in the vineyard. So, is there a chance that it won't rain? I mean, is this? <laughs> is there, uh, is, sure. Yeah, is, is I, this, mean, uh, I mean, I mean, can you go right from here? Are we taking bets? Yeah. I mean, we're like throwing money down on it. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, it's the. <laughs> now I'm. I, I, mean, I guess I, we are I, kind I, of all gambling with it all the time, right? I'm not real sure that I'd uh, put any money on it, but. I well, was I, I mean, wondering just, if to it, some it, extent, it, it, go right through to. Sure, and that's you know. happened before. I mean, we've had years where it's been the first of March, and we've had a. Uh, a very minimal amount of rainfall and um, not gotten maybe anything but a storm here or there all the way through spring. Um, and it just kind of, that's called the drought that we, you know, theoretically yeah. just came out of. Um, and then, guess, you know, we had just not the, this the year, last, huh? well, in the last two years, of course, last year was a huge winter. And the year before that, um, it wasn't a huge winter as far as total rainfall, but we, it was compressed and, um, we had a lot in a small amount of time, so it made a big imprint. And, you know, I think people are just used to it raining. All also. Right, here's something. I'll put this up um, somewhere also. Uh, this is precipitation totals for the 2018 season. Uh, precipitation totals for February. Uh, and this is all over the Sonoma, Napa, grape-growing region. Uh, the only places in that have had any trace rain in February, Hopland and Cloverdale at like each less than uh, five one hundredths of an inch or five. Yeah. Five. A mist came just through mist. Um, and pretty much across the fall. board, we're looking at 50% of total rainfall for you know, Sonoma. Where we got, uh, yeah, Sonoma's at about half everywhere. Everywhere is in the 10 to 12 inches. Um, you know, and we'd like to be in the 20s, 25 yeah. to 30. Um, well, so, you know, if we get in March, which is totally conceivable to get five or six inches of rain, um, we will have still had a dry year, right. but we'll have enough soil moisture and well recharge and ponds filled up to get to, you know, harvest. Yeah, I mean, I think most ponds are pretty full right now, and yeah, um, you know, Lake Sonoma's full, and um, all so, the reservoirs. Are, yeah, I yeah. mean, so it's not like we've in our well, how many years of drought did we have there? Um, five, four, 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 five? five years of drought. You know, we're coming off some, and um, so it, it. I guess my kind of take on it is, it is what it is. We'll know yeah. what happens when it happens, and that's why good farmers, you know, it's intu- intuition, but it's also making good decisions on what they're dealt with is what makes really good farming to and me. being prepared for all of these and things. exactly yeah. having a lot of options you know we've talked about this before where um you know if you're preparing for uh the winter season and erosion control and all of that stuff um you're gonna you're gonna prepare like it's gonna be the most torrential downfall 
you know, down <laughs> of all time, no matter what, whether it is or isn't. You know, your preparation is the same, and the same goes for frost protection, and the same goes for, um, you know, dealing with drought as you just are prepared for all of the contingencies because over the course of, you know, a few years, probably you're going to have them all. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, we've certainly been, um, we were blessed last year, but uh, no, it's just been so strange. I had to ask, um, you know, what, you need something well, in that John, glass? actually, I got, you wanna try a, the, do you want to try the Roseanne? empty glass. <laughs> the sound of an empty glass. Uh, that, so I have, that's a no-no no on this show. I brought all glasses. I brought should be uh, Grenache, believe it or not. Uh, I have the 2015 Oakville Ranch and a 2015 Steel Plow Vineyard Homage. It's a 70 Grenache, 20 Mavedra, 10 Syrah. Well, there's less letters in Napa, and alphabetically it goes first. All so right. let's do that one first. <laughs> well, you guys, I got rained on Monday. I was in Vallejo, and coming home from Vallejo, it was about 15 minutes of rain, and I was looking from Vallejo towards Sonoma, and there was two or three different systems where I could see rain coming down um, in yeah. Sonoma. Yeah, I, I got rained on, on Monday on my bike ride also, but it, it, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's like one of those summer rains that everybody wants to talk about. A it, cleanse. It, it's not even, yeah, it washes some dust off. Yeah. Yeah. It actually yeah. makes your car dirtier. Oh, that's what happened to my cars. It like, got dirtier because of a little bit. I of finally like, had to whatever have mine we had washed yesterday. fall from the sky wasn't enough to wash your car off. So that's I mean that's it. You know the zero the zero numbers for February um, don't necessarily take account for the times that you you know got wet on your bike ride or something. But um, yeah, it's it's, it's when was the last time we had a real rainstorm. Uh, Last year? No, the, we had some oh, rain. Some rain in January. End of, yeah. end of January, right? It was yeah. raining when I was driving down to Eco Farm. Yeah. And that whole drunk fest in Sacramento I went to. <laughs> what kind of question? <laughs> have you, the have, Unified Wine and Grape Symposium. <clears throat> have you guys ever seen so much mustard in your life? It seems to me, I mean, I grew up here. I don't think I've ever seen from Petaluma to uh, the Gap to Sonoma it's so much mustard growing. It is beautiful. Yeah, it oh, is beautiful. it's gorgeous. But I, but I just don't remember the volume that it is this year. I, I, it's always a lot. It seems like I just kind of <laughs> no. take it for granted. It's yellow, it's forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, when I, I criticize people's photos when they take it too early and it's not a full um, layer of yellow and can still see green. It's about the art angle. Art critique. Right. There. <laughs> Instagram critique. I don't know if I go art. Uh, the the mustard does like uh, sort of naturalize itself though. So even if, you know, there's mustard that's spread in cover crops intentionally, um, and then there's mustard that at this point is just there. It's just a Every seed year. That's, yeah. that's spread, you know, has spread itself uh, across wine country. So people even... You know, like, even I don't think don't, it's part of Leveroni's um, fields that they use for silage. I, I don't think... It's, yeah, no, they don't plant no, it out there. It's exactly. just there. It's yeah, just it's, there I mean, now. it's airborne, yeah. right? It's, it's, yeah. it's airborne. It's and, you know, the yeah. cover crops probably have helped propagate that and you know but um my dad always talks about here's a my phil always talks phil says uh story we just have a segment phil says um when when he was learning how to grow grapes with joe miami um who farmed monterosa that's an actual guy joe, actual guy joe totally miami. straight out of central casting yeah. joe miami lived at the base of moon mountain road till you know the <laughs> 80s probably um and during harvest 
Joe would spread oat seed and mustard seed in, in on Monterosa because, you know, you're going to get some early season rains that'll germinate those seeds and, you know, help hold some of that, that dirt up there on the mountain. So, you know, you probably go back to the, the you know, those Italian farmers in the 20s uh, before that spreading spreading mustard seed in the vineyards mm. um, as as part of you know they didn't call it a cover crop it was just one of the things why is it the number one um, cover crop now just because it because pro- because it's, because it's so now fast. it's now like become right. uh, a wildflower essentially it, it's not necessarily planted I, I i actually don't know what it brings to the um back to the soil mustard it's, it's a it's a it's is a high, it a nitrogen? It's high, high, high nitrogen. It also has that big brassica taproot, right? Um, Which know, helps similar break up to the soil. like the daikon, and so you know breaks up the soil, brings uh, you know helps water get down deep. What did you call that taproot again? Daikon, brassica, oh. brassica. Uh, the brassica family is okay. like uh, mustard, radishes, daikon radishes, uh, kale, cabbage. Um, you know those. They those, all have a really deep taproot. They have a big taproot yeah. that goes into the soil and, and helps break it up, keep you know lower soil compaction and things like that. Well, yeah, I like that. Every tourist who goes up Highway 12 stops at the stops Pagani at, Ranch, right? And or at Br Cone slash yeah. Old Hill or yeah. Yeah. somewhere yeah. they're shooting the mustard. There's right. a there's a mustard picture posted on Instagram every second, yeah, right, right, Brian? Yeah. So. <laughs> We can make it. All hell is not broken loose, and and it's all okay. No, you know, it would take uh, 15, 20 years of recording podcasts uh, through and reporting about the weather to have finally said we've seen it all. Right. You know, I mean, there's always, uh, I mean, the lesson is there's, there's always something. There's always, and, you know, this won't be the only weather anomaly that we talk about through the course of the 2018 growing season you know we'll talk about we'll always talk about the the 70 degrees at the beginning of february and then the 17 degrees at the end of february but right right. um, there'll be seven other things that we only get 17 in june that there's an anomaly right well you know we've had uh Late May rain and hailstorms, you know, that I'd worry about that way more than I'd worry about frost in February. Right? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The hail. I you remember uh, those photos last year from the hail, like putting BB holes in the all the leaves yeah. and stuff. Or just I mean, knocking branches just off. knocking branches off. You know, destroying uh, flowering where, clusters. Where did I mean, this... I, 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 I can find some pictures from last year of scars on grapes yeah. once they... From when they were, you know, just Hit. just it, yeah, and just it happens everywhere. It happens somewhere every year. Um, you know, Bordeaux and Burgundy. Well, you hear hit, about that? We're hit right. really hard in the last few years. Like you know, and the thing about hail, frost too. You know, when it hits at the right or I guess the wrong time, um, it can set you set a, a vine back. Not only that season, but the two or three following as it sort of rebuilds. Um, you know, the the vine structure. So. You know, those are if those things happen, and knock on wood, they they don't or won't. Yeah. Um, you know, there'll be way more of a story than, you know, like I said, it getting cold in February. February, it's supposed to be cold this time of month. We're not supposed to have seventy five degrees and beautiful sunny days. That was your anomaly. That was the weird part. Yeah. The, the cold in February isn't that weird, right? Absolutely, yeah. It was just weird to get a thing from Nixle. Anyone that you know during the fire oh, signed, yeah. up We're all signed up for Nixle. Uh, it was like on Nixle. Saturday, I think they sent uh, 
an alert saying that it was going to be between 20 and 30 degrees for three days and that all the homeless shelters were filling up and it seemed like a, a panic. Um, <laughs> and everybody in the rest of the country is laughing at us for getting right. text right. messages yeah. from the sheriff's department because it's right. dropping below right. 32 right. degrees. Right. Everybody else in Chicago is like, uh, yeah, right. And, and, and uh, it's just because oh, we all have really? Nixle. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Nixle and uh, social media. Yeah, exactly. Chicago loves 30 degrees because right. when it's 30 below, they th- still think that's normal. Right, they're at running they're in shorts. They're you yeah. know, wearing shorts and blundstones when it's 32 degrees in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, they think that's spring. It's coming, it's coming, seriously. Now, my buddy sent me a place of uh, a photo of my old condo and you know, six foot uh, icicles coming off of the, you know, gutters it's just obviously not working right right so you know it's supposed to drain it doesn't but uh, that's why with the exception of the cost of living everybody wants to live in california exactly yeah and it, it keeps going up doesn't it i paid so down. much for gasoline the other day my god i think it was 335 for regular and 395 for you know what right. you, Joan yeah. has to put in that old Mercedes. Jesus. And we complain about, you know, 30 degrees sunny days in February. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, we Spoiled got a, Californians. We got a server at Sante Come. that is moving to Boise, Idaho. And her husband's getting transferred, but she's excited about actually moving into a four bedroom house for less than right. four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna she's she, she said I'm looking at mansions. Shout yeah. out to Boise Idaho. Yeah. I know there's some Boise Idaho <laughs> listeners out there. Well you the can you can move almost anywhere else in a small town and buy a beautiful home for three hundred thousand dollars max. Yeah, but how many east tasting of the rooms Sierras. Are on the plaza? <laughs> uh, no, you gotta go east of Reno at this point. Reno just became uh became Silicon Valleyized. Oh, really? Google, Apple, Tesla—they're all building big warehouses and factories in yep. Reno. And all of a sudden, like, you can't find an apartment. You can't find a house really? in Reno. Yeah. Prices are going way up. So, Reno. Shout out to Reno. There's some listeners in Reno too. I hope. There you right. go. At least I'll go to Reno and listen. I have a lot of <laughs> Reno <laughs> ties. Well, a shout out to Karen Robinson. I don't. I listened to your guys' show last week and. Um, just for uh, Philadelphia purposes. Oh, yeah. I don't remember Something when, happened in Philadelphia. When Karen was on the show. He's, he didn't want to jinx it and talk about uh, the Eagles, but um, congrats to... Uh, I will say there's nothing more Philadelphia than beating the Patriots with the backup quarterback in right. the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> I and on a tr- And on a trick it. play that yes. the other quarterback didn't complete. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, right. basically. <laughs> Can we do the play, Coach? Can yeah. we do the play? <laughs> Can we do it? Can That's like do a it? seven-year-old out in the <laughs> playground. Can we do the play? Well, K- Karen has a uh, an event up in Healdsburg this weekend with fifteen. Oh yeah, you're go- you're going to this thing? Gradistas, basically. Gradistas. And uh, it, uh, you know, I want to I, I want to help him and give them some promotion. Yeah. And. Uh, Obviously, you know, check in, see if I can get some people that 
are intelligent and, and would do well on the show. And Wait a minute. What did you just say? <laughs> we don't want them intelligent. Right. Uh, we have a certain standard to maintain yeah. here, John. <laughs> we want people to think we're the intelligent ones. Well, hey, you know, hey we're a... here demystifying. I don't want anybody <laughs> mystifying wine here, okay? Got well, that. And then just trying to demystify. Anyone that doesn't want to go to Hillsburg, um, there's an event going on, uh, 8th Street Wineries this Saturday. Um, yes, Katen, Steve Talisman, McLaren will uh, be there. Stone Edge, Steve Law. Um, that's right, McLaren, Tin Barn, Enkidu, William Nuttall, and Obsidian Wine Company. And you can go to um, 8thStreetWineries.com. Uh, for me, it would be worth it just to go try some... Um, um, to go get some of the Stone Edge Farm stuff. I yeah. think it's going to be stuff you're not normally able no, to try. No, pretty much doesn't exist if, unless you're a, right. a collector or a member. Uh, no, the thing I kind of like about both of these events that we're talking about um, is they're not traditional wineries. It's you know, it's it's warehouses. It's people carving space out of the you know the back of some bigger winery they work for. Whatever it is, it's um, you know. In the modern wine marketplace out there, there's big estates that chances are are owned by a big corporation and they have a, you know, program and a system and they bring the buses through and do their deal. And that's great. And it's a great way to, you know, sort of learn about wine country and sort of the surface. But to really dig deep about what we're actually doing and what we're all about, it's, you know, go to the 8th Street warehouses and see yeah. where wine is actually made. Yeah. You know, go to where all the garagists are up in Healdsburg and, you know, little Syrah producers and things like that, that, um, you know, you, you got to dig a little further. Um, and, you know, that's where the mystification of wine comes from because you don't know where those things are coming from or how to find them, but this is... This you know kind of answers both of those questions. This is being uh, held at Longboard. Have you ever heard of? No, I yeah, that was yeah, a Longboard. I've ridden a Longboard. Uh, I thought that was a beer <laughs> company. No, well, it might be, but Longboard. Um, I'm trying to remember the winemaker's name, but he has worked at other wineries and started his own brand up in Healdsburg. Huh. Um, uh, nice wines, nice wines, and there is a surfboard on it. I'll have to look it up. You know, there's also another event coming up that I was going to tell you about, Sam. There's an organization down in the Central Coast called the Garage East. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I think it, ha- it has to be under a thousand cases. And they do an event in Solvang, and then they usually do one down in LA. And but it can't be labeled, right? Well, no, this is the name of this trade organization okay. called the Garage East. And so they, they have a, a pretty big following, and they're doing um, an event up here in Sonoma. Oh, really? Yeah, at the Vets Building. Um, and uh, in April, and okay. I'll send you the info. Okay, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's uh, you know they have a pretty good following. They'll probably draw some people here. Um, sure. And w- since we are actually in Sonoma, we should probably right. think about supporting it. When you guys are yeah. in that, um, you're in that demographic, right? Depends on the year, right? Uh, you know, 2015 vintage, we were in that demographic. 2016, we made. 13 or 1400 cases looks like final production for 2017 will be back below a thousand cases it's uh you know it was just that one rose that you lost just that one rose uh no we lost some other things um but (laughs) and you know it was also a a sort of across the board 2017 yields were off anyway going into you know before we had that little october interruption um so yeah you know that the the beauty and 
the detriment of the 16600 model is you know what we get from the vineyards that vintage is what we get so our our production um there yeah, you're you know, not fluctuates. you're not going out buying fruit to make up the difference no it's no. again it's one of those deals you know where if they'd gone to wine business school they would have said this is not how you run a winery um but it's how we run ours but it's, yeah it is the way you run yours yeah. but you know okay so th- how much difference is that really I mean, so um, no, you know, when it um, just means really for us, it means that that vintage will n- just won't be around as long. And, you know, when, by the, more when, valuable. I'm, when I'm out of the 2015s, I'm out and I'll go to the 2016s. And, you know, the same thing happens when I release the 2017s. They'll go faster because there's less of them. Um, you know, I, it's not a you bad know, thing to be sold a, out. It's not a bad thing. Um, if you like something, you know, I think the lesson is, you know, if you like something at a winery like that, at, you know, one of these sort of uh, garagist type of uh, events or an A Street winery kind of event, you better get it because, um, you know, when it's 50 cases, will you know, they, it's 200 Will they sell cases. down there at 8th Street? I don't know if they can see it. They could sell out of there. Yeah. Totally. They can yeah, totally I'm sell sure out of there. Are. I'm yeah. sure they yeah. can write down your credit card number. Yeah. No, no. no they, they, they're they selling wine down there. And it's a production wow. facility, so you have the ability to... When you have... This is right. like... We get deep into the stupidity of, of liquor laws, but when you get a producer's license, you get... You are granted the right or the privilege or the whatever to... Um, sell wine and pour wine at two places. One is where the wine is made and then a duplicate. So that's why you have 16600 is in that model. You have Cayman, uh, you have all these places that have production facilities out on 8th Street and then they have a tasting room or you know some sort of tasting facility off-site somewhere on the plaza or wherever. Tell me about 8th Street because everybody seems to have their facilities out there is it just do they share close your eyes okay picture an industrial park with bays of what look like warehouses with the roll-up doors and behind those doors are instead of shops or you know storage and crap trucks it's barrels and And tanks tanks and presses and winemaking you know, and and the, and usually one of the bays in the development has these big tanks where all the wastewater goes. So it it, it centralizes a lot of the things that wineries need, um, and uh, it it changes that you don't have to own a you know twenty five acre estate with grapes to have a place to make wine. It's all custom crushed then. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. There's Cayman. They, they own. They own. They, they own. own. I mean, they okay. they lease the facility, but it's their facility. They just make their own wines there, and and that's what they focus on. And actually, um, Cayman mostly owns that, just so he has a place to store all his wine. Right. You know, like four. When you can even share, I know Steve Law and Cindy from Passaggio sure. share. It's all a yeah. matter. So they the, have a space, and correct. the last time I went there, which is what I think would be really nice about going to this event on Saturday, is you're going to be able to try stuff that's in barrel still. Because it'll be right there. I remember going to visit Steve and Cindy to just try one or two wines, and after about an hour and a half, they had to kick me out of there because I would <laughs> Can just I try go, some of that. Oh my god! How about Tempranillo Rosé? I see Tempranillo Rosé. How about this? Oh, you got a 
You know what they call that tool that they were taking the wine out of the barrel and into your glass with? I do. It's the thief. The thief. <laughs> just and now, throwing I, that out there. No comment. Just going to leave that one right there, Brian. I, I have my own engraved Ryan. with my name on it. <laughs> I, I just I found the information about that event. I want to just share it here. This is the one that's the at the Mets building? Yeah. It's the first annual Grudge Tees oh. Festival Northern Exposure. And <laughs> it's it's Saturday. Screw those guys. We're not that far north. <laughs> well, it's because they're out yeah, of Central right. Cal. Um, uh, Saturday, May 12th from 1 to 5 at the Sonoma Vets Memorial Hall. And they're just signing up wineries right now. Um, so uh, I'm sure there'll be information out. Are you we'll going to pour it? With it. Um, I, think, I think I'm going to, yeah. It's cool. you know, I, a rare chance for me to be able to pour my wines here locally. Right. Um, so it's worth it to you know, try to sign up some wine club people, some mailing list people. So, yeah, I think I will. Be oh, did we it. shout out... Uh, Jim Rotman, who uh, listened to the podcast and then sent me an email saying, sign me up for your club and send me that wine you were talking about. Yeah, the Zinfandel. Right. The Zinfandel. There you go. I, uh, I need to get mine before he gets his, though. Yeah, probably not. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have deal. a friend who had some 2012 uh, cab that I used to buy a lot of. <laughs> And they ran out, and I'm just waiting for the next. Like I said it's you the know, next year. <laughs> you know, it's the, good to run out. Sometimes. The next running out is people, the, you know. keeps people thirsty. Well, and maybe if you run out eventually, you can go I on vacation. Been. If you yeah. run out enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've spent enough time and and money in in uh, various tasting rooms and over it. But uh, that's how you go on vacation because you come, you spend your money with us. And then you use your points to go on vacation and buy more wine and drinks. I really <laughs> don't mind doing that either. I really, all I really want to do is go s- live next door to uh, Kelly McAuliffe and spend the rest of my life there, brother. <laughs> for what? Yeah, he- that's somebody we got to get on the show, Kelly McAuliffe. Because as far as people who've been name dropped around here, getting count if we could. So get him to call in from France. We man, could lining that up and dealing with his but ability to be frame. scheduled and our time ability to be well, scheduled. He'd be maybe we'll get maybe he's coming out for hospice to run or something. He comes once oh, a year. Right, maybe he'll be around in March. April. Well, I just saw that uh, Philippe Cumbi is in Vaucluse, Philippe uh, Cumbi, which is man, home of John's favorite winery there, Chambly. Blue. Chambly yes. is in Vaucluse. Yeah, yeah, but he was just in. He's everywhere. He's he, everywhere. He, he was, uh, yeah. Didn't but Bulgaria. I think he was in Bulgaria. Was he in Bulgaria. Before, yeah, man. The Didn't restaurant. Who is the restaurant? The famous restaurant, gastronomic. Oh, the Knife, chef. Yeah, we had uh, a, a in Lyon. A day of mourning um, because uh, Andrew, our chef. Um, you know, oh, all when, all gr- all the chefs in oh, in wine country that. were. Um, Really inspired by you know this one of the great chefs that passed away and I, I was unfamiliar with them but I guess it's one of those uh, you can, we could probably look it up and give them a little. Um, um, I thought it was tribute. I, can we? So. Anyway, we, we say don't the, know it off the top of our head. The, can we really give the tribute? Right. Yeah, you right. can absolutely. So Paul Paul Bocuse. Yes. Bocuse. Yes. Bocuse. And we stayed in the hotel, but the wait to get into the, the place restaurant? was ridiculous. Well, so our three days there were, you know. You'd still be in line. You still wouldn't have gotten to eat his no, food. No, absolutely <laughs> not. It makes a French laundry look uh, like you can drop in and get a burger. <laughs> and, uh, so, anyway, speaking of the French laundry, anybody seen Ian Blessing for a while? 
I, no, I you know, he disappeared. He lived in Sonoma and then moved to Napa. Actually, um, I think he moved to Yauntville. To, sorry, to Yauntville. And, and I don't know how much. Uh, uh, we got a yeah. guest coming in the door. All right. And I don't know how much hey, we're everybody. supposed to tell of where he is Thanks living, for but, um, listening to oh, the Winemakers. And we will talk to you next week. Get in the hook. Right.